Well, well, well. Good morning, church. How y'all doing today? Y'all doing good today? How many of you are excited to be at church today? Amen. I believe God has something special for you. Before I get rolling in the message today, we had a great women's conference uh, yesterday. I'm telling you, uh, it was just so, so good. I know you're asking me, how do I know it was good? Because I was there, but not there. I was serving behind the scenes, just for the record. But uh, we had 254 ladies uh, get refocused over this weekend. Come on, that is great. And I just wanted to recognize a few people here that actually did a session. They, they, were, uh, they, 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 they taught in some way, shape, or form. And uh, let's see, I'm going to start over. Uh, Janet, just raise your hand. Janet did a session. That was great. And then uh, Marla in the way back. Could you raise? There we go. And uh, Mary up front here. And my wife, Natalie, right over here. If you could, uh, excellent, great, great job. There were a lot of guys who served too behind the scenes and did a ton of work behind the scenes. It was just so, so awesome. I'm just so thankful. We even had some of our guys that were up front in the back today working behind the scenes and to make something like that happen. It takes a lot of work, but it was worth it. And I believe the women of Bridge City Church are strong women of God and they got the word and they got encouraged, amen? And that's what we're about. That's our foundation. So again, thanks for making that happen. What an awesome, awesome time it was and a privilege to serve in Jesus' name. Hey, we're in, um, this is a, a week five of a series we've been doing about our church's foundation and about what we believe as a church, how we, how we um, act as a church, what we do, our core values. And today, we get to uncover for you the, the, the founding scripture of our church. We're going to really, really dive in. And, um, and, and we want you to get it. We want you to really know that this is our foundation. You know, for me, this church, it was, um, it was 39 years ago this month that I began coming uh, to, to Bridge City. Then it was Greater Pittsburgh Word and Worship Fellowship. That was, that was a, it was a long name. I mean, you couldn't even get it on a t-shirt. That was, a, you know, and it was, uh, and I remember I was, uh, I, I, I met Jesus in a real way. I was in a Catholic church and uh, I was just so excited to know Jesus. How many of y'all excited to know Jesus? I'm just excited, man. I mean, and I remember I, I met him, I was in my teens and I would go to, to mass, me and my friends, and we would clap and we would raise our hands. How many of y'all know we stood out? Come on. And, um. <laughs> And uh, for about two, two full years, two and a half years, I, I was like all in. I mean, I was like, this is, this is what we're going to do. Until in one moment in time, uh, the priest came to me and he suggested that I find another church, believe it or not. And I said, man, I know some of the people here and you're asking me to leave. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but I said, okay. And so I went on a quest to find a church because I wanted to be a part of something. I knew God did something inside of me, and I wanted to be a part of something that, that transcend me. And so I went to several churches in the area, um, in, in Monroeville here, in, in the surrounding area, and I'd say, I'd go up to the pastor after everyone, and I'd say, I, I didn't even know what I was asking for. I just said, I'd like to grow. I'd like to know more. I would like to, you know, like, would you help me? Can I be a part? This, I, again, I, I didn't have the right lingo, but I just went with a pure heart. And every one of them told me, um, will keep coming to church. And so I'd go a couple weeks, but I wanted more. Until I found out about this church that was starting, and it was in the basement of a Holiday Inn, and uh, we call it the Holy Day Inn. And um, 
and we were in the basement. I think there was about 12 people there, maybe a couple kids running around. And I walked up to this pastor, um, who's the founding pastor of this church, and I said, I want to grow. I want to know more. I have my spiel down. If you ever have it like down, like you know what you're saying. So I, I look, and he just, he just looked at me. And if you know Pastor Keith, he just looked at me up. And he walked away. I said, at least he told me not to, he didn't tell me to keep going to church. So I said, okay, I'm making progress here. And so it was like, I didn't know what he meant, but he just walked away. And I thought, well, that was interesting. And so I went home, and it was Monday or Tuesday that week. I'm, I can't remember what day of the week it was, but it was one of those two days that a car pulled up in, in front of the house. I remember being home. And he got out of the car, and he walked up, and he said, you want to go for a ride? I'm like, okay. I'm like, this is different. You know, for, for, first I asked you a question, nothing, because, and, he, and we went for a ride. And we drove around all the east suburbs of, of Pittsburgh and all over. And he told me about this, this vision he had to start a church. And I just remember my heart, like, pounding within me, like, and I remember stopping at one point and says, like, do you think I could be a part of this? I was being honest. I didn't know if I could. I was like, I didn't know if it'd take me. I didn't know if God took me. I was like, I was still trying to figure out if God accepted me. And I, and I said, can I be a part of this? And he goes, yeah. And then church started at 10 o'clock at the Holy Day Inn. And um, he says, well, you need to be there about 8 o'clock, 8.15. And I says, why? He goes, you can help set up. I said, you mean I get to help set up? And he said, yeah. And so the next week, I started coming. I started serving. It was just a couple weeks later, I got into a group, and I just started serving. Whatever they needed done, I, I just jumped in to do. I mean, that's, how, that's just how I live my life. Whatever needs done, I'm just going to go do it. And I'm gonna, if I don't know how to do it, I'm going to figure it out. How many of y'all can relate to that? Come on. How many of y'all still trying to figure it out? Come on. I see those hands. Yeah. And, and I've been a part ever since. See, that was the foundation. That was just how I, be, that's how I began church. And I've been here, my wife and I, this is really the only church we've ever been a part of. And we're so, so grateful um, for, for what's happened here. And we're just, man, I'm just telling you, we just talk all the time how blessed we are and how honored we are to be a part of your life and, and be a part of what God's doing. And even yesterday at the overflow, that was the most ladies we ever had at an overflow conference. And we're like, we're running out of room. We're going to have to either get a bigger building or do something. How many of y'all believe in God with us? Come on. And, um, and so, but that was, that was my introduction here. And, and, and today I just want to talk to you things I've learned and things that we've learned and things we've done as a church. And, and what does it really mean to be a follower of Jesus Christ? That's really what we're all trying to figure out, isn't it? Aren't we trying to figure it out day by day? We're just trying to figure out what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so we're going to launch out of a verse that we've been looking at um, every week to launch this series. And we're going to go to Matthew 16. I'm just going to go right to verse 18. I'm just going to go right to verse 18. Here it is, red letters, Jesus' words. We're going to say this out loud together. This is the word of God. You ready? To, you, you focused in? You locked in? You ready to go? Here we go. Now... Now, come on, doesn't that sound good to get some keys to the kingdom of heaven? Yeah. Come on, how many, how many of y'all would like to unleash heaven into our world right now? Come on. I mean, there's all this talk, it's a cool saying, like, we're going to unleash hell. I mean, like, somebody already did that. I think our world could use a little bit of heaven right now. 
And how God does that is through ordinary, everyday people just like you and me. And in this verse, there's a power. There's something that God, I believe, wants to expand. And, and the gates of hell cannot stand up to the power that we have in Christ Jesus. Because we're going to see a victory. Didn't we just sing that this morning? We're going to see a victory. We're going to experience a victory. And that's what I'm in it for. I'm in it to win it. Are you with me? But the problem is, and like, like this happens through ordinary people just like you and me. This happens when ordinary people just say, I'm just going to live for a greater cause than my own. Like, that's the whole purpose. But the problem is, is I believe, and this is the only two, I believe there's two significant reasons why we're not seeing this come to pass. And number one is counterfeit Christianity, where we have just enough Jesus to call ourselves a Christian, but not enough evidence to convict us. That's counterfeit Christianity. That I'm, just, I'm just hanging with it just long enough where you can call me a Christian, but if you really looked at it, would there be enough evidence to convict me? Would it be there? And the other is this consumer Christianity. Consumer. And, and that means entertainment. And unfortunately, we, 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 many people, we go to church kind of like for Christian entertainment. Like, it, let me entertain you. And I'm just I'm going to tell you, I'm not good enough to entertain you. I'm not. But, but I know what God's called us to do, and that's make fully devoted followers of Jesus. Amen. And that's what we want to do, and that's what, we, that's what we're here for. And so I want to go over these values. I want you to have these values. I want you to get this. These are, the, these are our values. Everybody says, what do you value as a church? We gather gathering together faithfully. We value gathering faithfully together into the family of God. Yeah, and we value growing relationally. And we value giving generously. That's right. We value giving generously. Just like your sanctification is a process, your giving is a process. We're always, we're always, it's a process by which we're growing as givers. We're growing in that. And then we value going urgently, you going into your world and living for, living for Jesus. That's what we value. But there's this last part. We do all these things. And this is what, this is what we call Bridge City Church when you do these things, this gives you a fighting chance to be a, a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. See, if you, if you, if you can do those, we're going to make disciples all for the glory. Ah, yeah, the glory of God is what it's all about. But these are our values. This is what we say. Listen, this is what we do so that we can become fully devoted followers of Jesus. Are you tracking me here? Yeah. So these are really, really, really important to us. Okay? And... Um, but it's all for the glory of God. So, so before I get to the text, the foundation of Scripture, I, yeah, I want you to catch this. I want you to grab a hold of this. In John 17, 4, John 17, 4, uh, red letters, red letters, Jesus talking. And, and it's, it's a prayer. Actually, I, I consider John 17 actually the Lord's prayer. If you want to see how the, Jesus prayed, it was Jesus praying in John chapter 17. I mean, I know the Lord's prayer is earlier, Matthew 6. I get, I get all that, you know. Uh, you know, our Father who art in heaven. But this is, this is Jesus praying. In one of his sentences here is, I brought you, he's talking to his Father, I brought you glory here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, how did Jesus give glory to his disciples? And, and, and what was the work that he completed? Because this is before the cross. This is before he, you know, died, buried, rose again. This is before that. So the work that I believe that Jesus completed was he got himself he got himself a small group, and he grew that group. 
you know, in, into more followers, and, and they were completely devoted followers. They were disciples of Christ. I believe that's the work. That was Jesus' work, so therefore it's our work. Did you track that? See, if it's Jesus' work, it's our work. Because we're just here, we're not here to add anything to what Jesus did, we're just here to continue it. That's what we're doing. So, so that's it. So it was disciples is how, how, Jesus, how God gets glory. And so disciples, and I mean, I can give you definitions of discipleship is when I, I get to the end of me and I stop living for selfishness and I obey all things that Christ has for me. That's discipleship. When I put him first. When, I love, when we love one another. You know, Jesus said, like, listen, they'll, they'll know you're my disciples if you love one another. If you really care for one another. This is it. And, and see, I want to point out to you, our goal at Bridge City Church isn't just to get you to church on Sunday. That's a start, but that's not the end. No, I'm serious. I want you to catch this, because just, just getting here is a good start, but that's not where we want you to end. That's where we want you to start. Right? Because this is what we want to do. It's like, it's like you know, the... Like the devil isn't like, in, I don't believe that the, the devil is in hell right now going, eek, they came to church. You know, it's like, oh no, what are we going to do? You know, it's like, you know, it's like, <laughs> that's my interpretation of the devil, you know, Be, because the Bible says when we see him at the end of the age, we're going to laugh. We're going to say, is this the one that made the nations tremble? Like we give the devil way too much credit. We do. We got to stop giving the. That's who he is. And it's like, that. Get out of here. No, are you with me? Yeah. And so, and like the devil's not. Oh, they got the church. No, it's when you leave here with the power of God on your life, transformed, changed, and becoming what He's created you to be. Then the devil's like, oh no. What's going on? Are you with me? Like when I, whenever I, I die to myself and I love my wife and I become the father I'm supposed to be, an employee I'm supposed to be, and I get my finances in order to honor God and I, I serve and I do, that's when the devil's like, oh man, coming to church and, you know, and I like it loud and wild. I mean, from my days in the Catholic church, I like it loud and wild. Okay, I still like it that way. Okay, like if you're, you're going to worship with me up front, you, you, you better get good at ducking. I'm just telling you right now. Come on, because we're going to go for it. Like, that's why they put me up front in the corner, you know? And now they're surrounding me by all these kids. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to hit one of them. And the parent's going to come to me and say, Pastor Rick, why'd you hit my kid? I'm like, I didn't mean to. I was just worshiping Jesus. That's all I'm trying to do. Come on. And, uh, but listen, I, I, I like all that, but, but it's a transformed life. It's, it's people relating together. And everybody that's in a small group right now, in one of our connection groups, I just want to thank you. But, but we, got, we got to keep getting there. We got to keep jumping in. Are you with me? And if you're not in a group, I, I, I want to get you in a group. I, I, I made no mistake about it. I got to get you into a group. And I even say this to people. If you have to choose, if you have to work, you have to work either Sunday or work during the week and miss a group, I'm going to say miss Sunday and get into a group because that's where you get relational growth. That's how much I value our group leaders and value what happens in group. I've always believed that. So thank you. And if you, if you want to get in a group, get back to Connection Point and, 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 and jump in there. And that's so vitally important. Okay, here we go. Um, Second Timothy. You're, I, I've been up here for a while. I never told you what verse we're going to do. I'm going to do it right now. It's Second Timothy, chapter two, verse two. Second Timothy, chapter two, verse two. 
But before we get to verse two, this is really cool thing. When you study the Bible, there's a verse one. This is deep. And so we're gonna go, we're gonna go back to verse one here. Timothy, my dear son, be strong through the grace that is in Christ Jesus, gives you, that God gives you in Christ Jesus. So, so the first thing we see here, it's relational. There's a father-son. We all long for fathers. Men long for fathers to follow. You see, I'm not a Timothy. I'm not a young Timothy anymore, but I'm, I'm, I'm more like the Apostle Paul's age. I'm embracing that because I'm believing God for some young Timothys. Where's all my young Timothys out there? Come on, yeah, I'm believing God, come on. And my son, be strong, 25 times, 25 times the Apostle Paul encourages Timothy to be strong. How important do you think being strong is? Yeah, it's really, really, it's really important. Like, hey, you're gonna need strength. I mean, Paul's writing this, I mean, listen to me, he's, he's writing this, he's waiting to be executed for the for the cause of the gospel. He's at the end of his days. He's writing to his Timothy. He's like, hey, hey this is, I'm, I'm, I'm writing you a letter, Timothy. Be strong in the grace. Be strong in the grace, man. Actually, I'm not gonna go back, but the context of this in, in chapter one, Paul basically says, everybody in Asia has deserted me, all but one family. I'm just telling you right now, if you're gonna be a follower of Jesus, you're gonna have the opportunity to bail out at one point or another. You're gonna have the, it's gonna get hard. I'm not here to tell you that Jesus is gonna make all your boo-boos go away. I'm not, no. Being a follower of Jesus Christ takes a lot. It takes a lot of energy. Be strong in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, so he's like, oh man, everybody just deserted me. He's at the end of his days. He's in prison. There's only one family with me. And I'm just going to tell you right now, if you give yourself an out, if you give yourself an out to quit on Jesus, you'll take it. Now, I want you to hear this because in relationships, if you give yourself an out, you'll take it every time. You know, I, I wear this, this ring I've been, been wearing a lot of years. We're coming up on 30, 32 years. And, um, and uh, do you know why we put this ring on? you know why we made this covenant? Because we were agreeing. We, at some point, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> How many of y'all just look at me? Don't look at your spouse right now. Right, am I right? What you're agreeing to is we're going to have a problem at some point. But we made a covenant, okay, where this is what we're going to do. Okay, and, and the same thing needs to happen with us and God. I'm making a covenant with God. I'm in it to win it, God. And if we give ourselves a way out, we'll take it. And what I'm trying to say to you as disciples of Jesus Christ, there's going to be hard times. There's going to be difficult times. There's going to be reason to quit. There's going to be reason to bail out. But we got to choose, are we going to walk in covenant relationship with God? Does that help anybody here this morning? Come on. And, um, and, and we're not afraid to talk about being strong in the Lord. Matter of fact, one of the books that I read early on as the lead pastor here is um, Why Men Hate Going to Church. And uh, 
I, I get accused of making church too manly. People accuse me of that. I do. I get accused of that. You're always talking to the men about being men. And it's like, we just did a conference for the ladies, you know, I mean. And, um, but I believe that, I believe that a church with strong men will have women that are empowered and equipped and released like they've never known before. Amen. And uh, I know some of you may think that's like chauvinistic or whatever. I, I could explain more, but what I'm trying to say is I want a place where, where, where men can be men and, 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 and it's embraced to be a godly man because I believe it's there that women are so protected and I believe that women flourish. I believe that with all my heart. Y'all good with that? 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. You've heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. This is how it works. I believe that great churches and great moves of God don't happen with the gifting of a few I believe it happens with the sacrifice of the many. Amen. There's four generations represented in this verse. There's Paul to Timothy, Timothy to, to the next person, the next person to the next person. And when you become a part of Bridge City Church, and I really want you to become a part, it's so that we can help you help somebody else. Do you know one of the first things I tell Couples or somebody that comes to me and they want help, they say, Pastor, will you help me? One of the first things I'll tell them is this. I'm willing to help you under one condition, under one condition, that everything I do with you, you pass on to somebody else. Because I want to live this verse. So there's four generations here. We're all longing for these generations. See, God is a God of generations. Abraham, Isaac, and, and Jacob. And, and in reality... This word, others, is alike but distinctly different. <laughs> I think it almost describes marriage. Like, we are alike but distinctly different. <laughs> I think it defines like us, you know. And you know what? We walk into a room, and we walk into a church, and we walk into any place. This is what we always want to know. We want to know who's in charge. Is there anybody like me? And who's the pastor's wife? Those are the three questions. Whether you thought it or not, they were in there. No, I'm serious. They're in there. They're, they're, they're in there. And it's like, who's in charge? Like, like, wait, is there somebody like me? And we're always looking for people like us when really we should be looking for people that are not so much like us. Like, where are all my people 20, 20s and under? 20s and under, where are you? Okay, very good. Good deal. Good, good, good. It's, it's good. Like, don't, like, yeah. Come on, you got strength to raise your hand. Come on, man. I mean, like... There we go. Good, good. Yeah. Where's all my 30s and 40s? Where's all my 30s and 40s? Come on. Very good. I want to take a good look at you. Very good. Good. Where's the, where's the 50s and up? Where's those? <laughs> they, they just outdid you. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> See, we need, we need all the above. We don't just want one. We don't just, it's, people say it's all about the kids. No, it's about the kids because we want a future. But, it's, but, but it, the, the goal isn't to get old and cranky. The goal is to get mature. 
That's a word for some people right there. You ought to write that down. Like, it's like, see, some people confuse maturity with old and cranky. It's like, no, they're not the same. Okay, old and cranky doesn't change nobody. Okay? But what we need to is we need each other and we need generations. And our church has always been a, a church of generations. And we got to continue that. And so the very generation that annoys you is the one you need the most. Mm -hmm. And don't you ever complain if you're younger about helping me with my phone in Jesus' name. I'm telling, <laughs> telling you that right now. Okay, when I ask for help, you give it to me, okay? Don't you, don't you look at me that way, okay? You just, this is the third time. I don't care. It's maybe the fourth or fifth. We're testing our love. Come on. I, come on. You with me? Mm-hmm. That's right. But see, we need one another. And we have to have generations. But not just, not just numerically, but spiritually. And so do you know what we're looking for in this verse right here? We're looking for some fat people. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Come on. How many of y'all got a little annoyed right there? You just got a little annoyed. You got like, I don't like this, preacher. I'm just telling you. Come on, we're looking for some faithful people. People who have been persuaded in their faith. People who have been fully convinced of their faith. That's who the Apostle Paul said, find some people fully persuaded in their faith. That's what that really means. Faith full, full of faith. Next week, we're going to be talking about what it means to be full of faith, being faithful. And then we need some people that are able, that means competent, but you know what? Your, your biggest ability is your availability. Because if you can't be available, you'll never be able no, I'm serious. You've got to be available. You've got to be available for these things. And then you've got to be teachable. Do you know one thing about teachable? It's so funny. Everybody thinks they're so much more teachable than they are. I'm serious. We all, I ask people all the time, I say, how teachable? I'm really teachable. I'm so teachable. Okay, can you do this? And it's like, no, I'm not doing that. It's like, no, you're not teachable. It's like, I love you. See, this is what relationships can do. Are you with me? Everybody thinks they're teachable. It's like, no, you're not. You're just agreeable to the things you like. No, I'm saying you're just agreeable. Like, you got to be teachable. You got to listen. You know that you, because we're going to pass this on. That's what we're going to do here. See, Paul did not say, look for the popular, the smartest, the most athletic, the coolest, or the good looking. Come on, somebody, say amen. He wasn't looking for any of those things. He says, no, you, you go find yourself some fat people. That's what he said. But you got to be a disciple if you're going to make a disciple. See, you can't make what you, what, what you aren't. You can't. There's some certain things you do not want my help with. <laughs> my, my wife up here just said, that's true. She, can you believe that? Can you believe, they're, they're agreeing with you. Everybody's like, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, there's some things. I, some of you are looking at some things I do not want your help for. It. It's like, yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. I mean, I, I, you do not want my help. As a matter of fact, I, I don't even want to give my help in certain areas. I don't because I, I, know, I know my lane. I know where I, I, know where I run good. Okay? But you got to know these things. I mean, we got to become teachable. We got to pass it on. 
But you got to be a disciple to make a disciple. And one of the reasons I believe, follow me here, is I believe we're not seeing heaven unleashed in this earth is because we don't have as many disciples as we think we have. I mean, fully devoted followers, I'm in. I'm in. And let me just stop right now before I get to the next couple points that you're really going to like and you're going to want to write down. Is um, We have this thing called Next Steps. It's taking place right today after, after church, 45 minutes, next steps, and it's going to help you discover your gift and then see how you can make a difference and you can become a, a, a fully devoted part, a committed part, fully functioning part. That's what we want to help you with. But I want you to go. You're going to go out the door and, and, and don't run to your car. Make a left. No, I'm serious. And you're going to find really nice people in there that want to help you. Because I want you to become a part. I want you to become a fully functioning part. Because that's a force to be reckoned with. Because I want to inconvenience your life in every way, shape, and form. Somebody say amen. Nobody said amen to that. Nobody said what? See, you know me. Some of you know me. They're like, mm-hmm, that's right, mm-hmm. No, I'm serious because like, it's not based on, on, on the cool factor. It's based on are we gonna, we gonna do life together. That's what I want to be known for. How about you? I see, I still long for that church that Pastor Keith talked to me about. So there's going to be some discipleship mindsets. How many of y'all want some mindsets to help you right now? First one, the Apostle Paul gives three really cool illustrations in the same text, chapter two. So I gave you the foundation of our church. Y'all good? Now let's look at these real quick. The first one is all about war. Everybody say war. Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier in Christ Jesus. Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. Good soldier, a good soldier. Listen, I, rem- I remember, um, right, I was, I was working, I was on a career path. It wasn't being a pastor, I was on a good career path, and, and God interrupted my path. And, and was leading me into like being a pastor. The, the leaders of the church came to me and said, would you consider this? And it was not what I planned at all. And I was answering the call of God. I was like, okay, God, you're calling me to this. And I remember being, I was deer hunting with my dad in the woods. It was a snowy day. And I remember talking to him. And uh, my dad was a part of the church, fully you know, committed, one of the founding members of the church. And he was, so it wasn't like he was anti-God or anti-following. He was just real. He was a steel worker all of his life. And, um, and he said, listen, and I said, Dad, I think God's calling me. And he, he listened and we talked. And he said, listen, if you, if you follow this and you become, you become a pastor, he says, he says you're, you're, you're probably going to be in, in Pittsburgh you know, probably all your life. And then he said, you're, you're not going to have much money. He says, and people aren't going to like you. And I'm like, if you're, sell, if you're selling something, Dad, this is not doing it, you know. It's like, <laughs> but he was being really real with me. And he was saying, this is what it's going to take. And we talked for a long time. And he challenged me. Because, you know, that's what dads do. They challenge their sons. And he challenged me, like, are you sure? And I said, Dad, I just feel like I have to do this. I feel like God wants me to do this. I mean, and I was struggling, to be honest. And I'll never forget what he said to me that day, deer hunting. He, he stopped at the very end of the day and he said, okay, if you're going to go do that, he goes, you're going to be a pastor. That's, that's good. He goes, just be a good one. See, I still remember that. Just be a good one. If you're going to be a soldier, be a good one. Don't get tangled up in the affairs of everyday life. 
the, 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 please the one who, who enlisted you. And there's, there's a couple mindsets of a soldier. They, they're intentional. They're under authority. They please the one who enlists them. And they have a clear enemy. Man, you got, you, we got to be intentional. Are you with me? To be a follower of Jesus, we gotta be intentional, we gotta be focused, we gotta be under authority, we gotta please the one who enlisted us. I want you to live for Jesus Christ. And, um, but you know what, you need a clear enemy. I've never, I was never in the military, just for the record, so I, I don't know a lot, I, I, I can, I, I do know this. Soldiers are the most dangerous, dangerous when there's, they're not in a war. I see a couple people nodding. Because they, they, they don't have an enemy to fight. They're trained to fight. And, and some of the reason why many people slip up and fall and they, they do crazy things in their walk with God is because they haven't identified there's a clear enemy trying to take you out. And when you get a clear enemy, you're going to fight and you're going to stay in the fight. You know what I know? Yesterday, I'm working with a big group of guys and it was, there was a great, great group of guys there. And um. And they're working behind the scenes, setting up, they're cleaning up. Do you know when, they, you know when every one of those guys annoyed the heaven out of me? And they got in trouble? When they were done with their assignment and job. They would say, okay, they would move the tables, they would move this, they would clean this. And then it would be like, okay, we got like 15 minutes off. And then they start talking real loud, and they'd be like, stop talking. And they would start wandering places they shouldn't wander. And it was like, and, and what I saw was, when we have a purpose and we have intentionality, in focus, and we're, 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 there's a job to do. But the moment we get out of the fight and out of the war, we become dangerous to ourselves. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So we gotta make, stay in a mindset of war. Second one, second one here is discipleship mindsets. We wanna win. I don't know about you, but I wanna win. The Apostle Paul's always talking about athletes and track and field and wrestling and boxing Ladies, I can't help but you'll have to take it up with the Apostle Paul when you get to heaven, okay? I'm just repeating what he said. And athletes cannot win the prize unless they follow the rules. There's a standard. The standard is the standard here. There's self-discipline. These are the characteristics of an athlete here. If we want to win, there's a standard. There's a rule book. There's a way that we do things here. And it's all found in the rule book. That's what we're doing here. Are you with me? And that's why there's a standard we have to upkeep. That's why we need one another. We really, really do. We, we have to have one another here. That, that's, there's character. There's holiness. And there's many people hiding behind right now that, well, pastor, there's grace. I can do whatever I want. That's not grace. That's the abuse of grace. See, grace empowers you. Remember verse 1? Be strong in the grace of God through Christ Jesus. See, people who have grace on their life have power to achieve, not an excuse so they don't have to. That's good. That's good work. I want the grace of God on my life. How about you? Amen. I want to be empowered to achieve. And, and let me just say this right now. The church, the big church, the big C church church, I believe that we have gotten so used to losing, we forgot what winning's like. 
No, just bear with me. I really do. I'm saying this not just flippantly. I've been really, really praying about it. I've been really processing this. And we have been taking so many lumps from culture and society and the media and everybody that we have get, we've gotten so used to losing that it's become a, a, stand, it's become a way of life. And we got to break this losing spirit. Are you with me? Yes. Right, who's with me? Amen. Come on, I want to win with Christ Jesus because character, integrity wins. And, 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 and the standard is the standard. And that's why we, we relate together. There's a standard here. And, and the last one here in the discipleship mindset is work. Everybody say work. Work, work is a good word. The hardworking farmers should be the first to enjoy the fruit of their labor. Then verse 7 is so funny. Uh, the Apostle Paul puts this in here. He's like, hey, man, like think about what I'm saying because the Lord's going to give you understanding. Like the Lord's going to give you understanding. Like, so think about it. Like, like this, is, this is what followers of Jesus do. They think about it. Let's process this. Let's try to understand this because you're going to have to think about it to fully understand it. Are you, you good? See, that's why we, we get together. That's why we discuss things. That's why we work it out. That's why we, that's why we do next steps and groups and all these other things. Because we want, we want to work it out. We want to help you work. So there's some mindsets. When I think about farmers, I think there's some mindsets. There's first hardworking. Um, I think of farmers, I think of hard work. How about you? Anybody with me on that? I just think morning till late at night. And they're some of the most faith-filled people on the planet. They really are. That's what I think of. And um, it's unspectacular work. I, I was thinking about this message. I was eating a, eating a salad this past week. And I was thinking about all the people that went into making this salad happen. Like the cucumber people and the tomato people and the lettuce people and... I do. I was just start, I started going. I was like amusing myself. I don't know. I'm like, you know, the carrot people, you know, the broccoli people, you know, and then the dressing people. I mean, it was like, I just kept going. I just like, and I thought, there's a lot of people that did a lot of work so I could sit down and eat like a bunny rabbit. That's what I was thinking. No, I'm saying it like, there's a lot of work, unspectacular work. But this last one here, you got to know the season. Not just your season. You got to know our season. You got to know what season you're in so you know what kind of work to do. There's a season to plant. There's a season to, you know, tend what's going on, water, weed. There's a season for harvest. And then there's a season where it lies dormant, right? And you're preparing for the next. Am I, am I good? You got to know what season your church is in so we can all be hardworking farmers together. Because we at Bridge City Church are not living for the end of the meeting, applause. But we're living for the end of the age, applause. I'm living for the end of the age. And I woke up this morning with this verse on my heart. And we don't, it's not, it's, it's Ephesians 2, 7. For God is looking for those he can point to in future demonstration, in future generations. 
as a demonstration of his kindness and grace. I want to be a place where God can point to. I want to be a place where God is happy to put his name on. Hey, man, this is just me sharing my heart with you today. This is just me and you right now. This is just me. Like, that's what I want. I want to be a place where, where God says, yeah. And he says, put your name there, Jesus. Put your name on that. And that's scary. So the three illustrations that the Apostle Paul gave were the, the soldier to war and the athlete to win and, and the farmer to work. And all of these require perseverance. Every one of them require perseverance. Am I, am I good with that one? Good common denominator? And so what I'm calling you to do today is, is hopefully you know what a fully devoted follower is and the mindset it takes. But I want you to take your next step. For some of you, it's getting to next steps. I'm serious. Like you say, well, I, I, if you're not an active and growing part of the church, just come and learn about it. And I tell people all the time, like, even if you don't want to be a part, at least you'll know what you don't want to be a part of. I'm good with that. I'm totally good. And then we have this thing called victory and freedom coming up. It's a weekend to help you deal with your stuff. How many of y'all know you got stuff? How many of you are sitting beside somebody? You know they got some stuff. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and it, do you know why we do, listen, I want you to hear my heart. Can I, can I, we do these because I got frustrated as a pastor after years of people never getting free from their stuff. I got frustrated. I, I broke my heart where people were good people just kept going to church, and they, but they weren't getting free from, from the hurts of their past. And they, they were entangled in this life. And, and I said, we got to do something. We, gotta, we have to change this. Something's not right. The power that I read about in the Bible is, is still the power of God. And I want to see it transform people. And so this is an all-day event from morning until evening. Where, the, where you're going to be in different places. Guys are going to be in one place. The ladies are going to be in another place. So you can, you can just get focused on you and, and get focused on your relationship with God. That's what we want for you. That's what God wants for you. Are you with me? And last but not least, um, some of you, you, these really cool orange cards here, you belong here, are an invitation to come to church. And I want you to take these with you. I want you to invite somebody to come with you. No, I'm serious. That's what I, I want you to take them. If you want more, stop at the connection point and get more. I want you to invite as many people as possible. So say, I'm going to invite people to come here and to be a part. You can stand to your feet with me at this time. How many of y'all... Okay are encouraged to know what a, a fully devoted follower of Jesus is now. Come on, how many of y'all know that? Amen. How many of y'all heard something today that was helpful to you? How many, one of those mindsets, how many of y'all, one of those was like, ooh, ow, am I right? Yeah. If one of those mindsets just hits your heart 
and you say, God, I want to make a change in my life, just slip up your hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. That's all. You can just stay right where you're seated. Just slip up your hand. I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, every person that has their hand up right now, I pray for the grace of God to be upon them, Lord. I pray that the grace and the mercy of God would be upon their life. Whatever one of those, Lord God, whatever you work, Holy Spirit, that you're doing on lives, just do it, Lord God. Do it deep. Do it clear. Do it, do it with each and every person, Lord. God, thank you so much for each person, Lord God, to become fully devoted followers of Jesus. And God, I pray, Father, that as a result of it today, Lord God, and, and by what we do, God, that you would preserve us, God, and that, that Bridge City Church would continue to be a place that you're happy to put your name on, that you'd be thrilled to put the name Jesus over, and that, God, that you would point to us in future generations as a demonstration of your kindness and love. In Jesus' name, God, you can put your hands down. And I just want to stop in this moment. And I want to share something with you. Just lock in here. I want to share, like, look, if you don't have a day, a moment, or a time where you began a relationship with Jesus Christ, I want to offer you today. This is, this is where it all starts. This is where it begins. But I'd be remiss in not offering you a chance to start a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. That's the only way in. Not your goodness. Not you being strong enough, tough enough, or bad enough, or better enough. You can't be any of those things. It's only the relationship with Jesus. And then, then you ask Jesus to be the one who forgives you of your past and then lead you into your future. That's the beginning of becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what I want to offer you. If you're here today and you don't have that day, time, or moment, I want to offer you this one right here. Or maybe you did it a long time ago and it's been like, yeah, it hasn't been really too good. Today can be your day to say, God, I could use it a re-up. So if that's you right now in this holy moment before God, that's you in this moment, and you're saying, that's me, Pastor. Forgiveness of my past leader to my future. I just want you to slip up your hand. I'm going to pray for you right where you are. Anybody in the house today, you just say, hey, that's me today. And just slip up your hand. Just let me see it now. I'm going to pray for you. Anybody at all. Anybody at all. Most important thing I could ever offer you in my whole entire life. Anybody. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord, I just pray, Father, that next week there's going to be a lot of people responding, God. God, help our church continue to be a place that makes heaven bigger and hell smaller. Let us fulfill what you started, God. And thank you, God, for letting us be a part of it. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys are so great. Let's give God a great big hand. You can be seated. Go ahead and be seated. Adam, come on up and finish this up in Jesus' name.